0: Brought to you by Roadcaster Pro. Welcome to another edition of Mickey Rock Talk. My name is Shane A. Bassett, the movie analyst, your host. And this is a discussion podcast regarding the career of Andre Rourke Jr. Or Sir Eddie Cook. Or as he is better known, Mr. Mickey Rock, the Oscar nominated actor. He's a boxer. He's a journeyman. He is just a brilliant at performing on celluloid so sit back relax be prepared for absolutely anything because i enjoy talking up talking down talking around these films i've seen everything mickey rock has ever done maybe one or two have slipped by me but by the time we finish the series of mickey Rourke talk i would have seen and discussed everything and i welcome your opinion if you want to give it Uh, You can find me on social media at movie underscore analyst. You can email me, shaneadambassett at gmail.com. You can see my interviews with musicians and directors and actors and different people on my YouTube channel. It's a movie entertainment talk show style thing. You can look it up on movie analyst Shane A. Bassett on YouTube. But sit back, relax. As I mentioned, we are talking the movie from 1993, The Last Outlaw. It's a HBO made-for-television movie, but I think it may have actually been in a few theaters and a few cinemas simultaneously back in the day, but not in Australia. It was released in a clamshell VHS, which I absolutely loved so much. I have my own copy and, uh, it's not that rare. I have seen it around. A few collectors have got it. Uh, it's a movie that is streaming on binge in Australia. Uh, I think it's quite readily available to watch, but, uh, Let's start. Let's talk about it. It is an old school Western right from the start, and it is going to satisfy Western fans. That is for sure. It's set in 1863 in New Mexico. It's directed by Jeff Murphy. Now, he's the man who made Young Guns 2 and Free Jack. Remember Free Jack? How could you forget it? Emilio Estevez, Rene Russo, Anthony Hopkins, Free Jack. But anyway, let's get on to The Last Outlaw. Mickey is top build, and you see him straight away as the opening credits kick in. Uh, The story of a vicious leader. He's left to die alone when he's shot by his bank-robbing colleague. Uh, He returns for revenge, taking it out on the gang members who shot and abandoned him, left him for dead. Uh, With the help of some law enforcers and the posse, originally out to bust the gang in the first place, he makes a deal with the posse to live. Uh, Mickey plays Graff, the leader of the notorious gang in question. Uh, He is shot by his own friend and second-in-charge Eustace, who's played by Dermot Mulroney, uh, and he survives because the bullet lodges into a hip flask and not his chest so mickey ended up living when the gang all thought he was dead they're gonna take off without him but little do they know revenge is going to be on his mind
1: for this group of outlaws everything in the west was for the taking right here. <laughs> and with the robbing of every bank They rode beyond the law.
2: Let me see you leg,
1: boy. It's just a scratch. But now Grapp, their bloodthirsty leader, has gone too far.
2: Maybe we should tend to his wounds. I see it. Leave him.
0: We never leave nobody.
1: And his men have turned against him. left him for dead that was their first mistake soon to be their last
2: Damn, lose face Damn. Under
1: now he's vowed revenge you think you can stop me from taking out anyone new son Damn. one by one we're all gonna die hunting them down it's four
2: more you know you killed them and he came back well i guess nobody lives forever right
1: the last outlaw starring mickey rourke of harley davidson and the marlboro man and desperate hours dermot mulrooney of young guns and point of no return keith david of platoon john c mcginley of born on the fourth of july steve buscemi of reservoir dogs And Ted Levine of Silence of the Lambs. In the action-packed western... You're the last, so you made the best of it. The last outlaw.
0: Well, how about that for a trailer, a television trailer, no less. As Graff, Mickey is disturbing and creepy, trust me. He's looking a little different, sporting uh, an unusual pencil moustache. Uh, or you could call it an extended handlebar moustache. It's not thick; it's just enough to be prominent. Uh, he rides a horse with ease. I mean, that's no surprise. He looks authentic in this western. Uh, it's shot in elaborate, if somewhat familiar, dusty locations. Uh, the opening bank heist, where Graff and the gang ride through the front door of the bank to rob it on horseback, it's confounding. Uh, and you know what, it works, the posse outside are all ready to shoot, they're ready for an ambush, um, but the gang avoid that, and it's just an exciting, brutal scene, that's a uh, really good way to start the movie. The clothes Mickey wears in this are quite appropriate, They're western attire, poncho, uh, nice big brimmed hat, Uh, gloves, uh, leather wristbands, a scarf around his neck, a bandana wrapped around his head, holding back his long hair, Uh, very scuffed up boots. No spurs, though, I noticed. Some of the solid and honed support cast all significantly stepping up. I think they're stepping up because it's underrated and it's fun. It looks like it'd be cool to be in a Western. I can't uh, really let you know enough how good this is it's underseen people don't talk about this movie when they talk about westerns and of course it's not going to go down as a classic of all time i'll get to some of them shortly but it is really good it really is now there are no females in this movie why please tell me why there's a few extras a few female extras around town but no female guns not even in the posse. I mean, bad girls. That was a movie that Dermot Mulroney was in around this time. It was about a group, almost the same actually, taking revenge, but they were all girls. Why not throw in some females? I don't get it. They they just should have. However, Eustace is played by Dermot Mulroney. Now, he is basically a veteran now. I love the guy. He was in Young Guns 1, the first Young Guns movie, uh, which was sort of triggered off. There was a bit of a revival of Westerns. I mean, there's been waves of Westerns, actually, and um, Young Guns and Young Guns 2 were quite incredible. There was a TV show, Young Guns, as well. Dermot Mulroney, uh, he was also in one of my all-time favourite comedy dramas, August Osage County. He appeared in Zodiac, Bad Girls, as I mentioned, Career Opportunities was terrific, and My Best Friend's Wedding was another one he was in. There's plenty, actually, but I won't go through them all. Dermot is a great actor and versatile, really versatile um, really plays a, a really bad guy but he can if he wants to he's usually a lot more likable and as Eustace well he's got different moods different moods Steve Bashimi is in this as Philo Steve uh, Palp Fiction Reservoir Dogs uh, in the Soup Fargo I The Island was good that was one of Michael Bay's best films as far as I'm concerned he also directed Animal Factory in 2000, uh, which he stars in. And so does Mickey Rourke. That's right. Mickey Rourke and Steve Buscemi are all friends. Keith David. Look, I love Keith David. He's always good. That voice alone. Too many good movies to name. but Here's some. He plays Lovecraft in this. And he, I do think... He also kind of switches because he gets worried. You know, he was part of the crew that took out Mickey and took off with some money, but uh, then he realises, uh-oh, Mickey's back and he's going get to get them all. So he gets panicky and kind of does a deal, which was in the trailer, so I'm not giving away too much. Movies that Keith David were in, well, where do I start? They live. The Thing, Men at Work, Final Analysis, now that was a good film, with Richard Gere and Kim Basinger and Uma Thurman, Volcano, that's right, I remember him in Volcano, it just came to mind, the 1997 movie with Tommy Lee Jones, that's right, Uh, and uh, did I say Novocaine, Novocaine, underrated comedy with Steve Martin and Helena Bonham Carter, also in All About Steve, just a huge list of cool movies. Keith David is great in this one. John C. McGinley uh, as Wills. You'll know his face. If you don't know his name, he was in Point Break, Seven, Platoon, Office, Space. Uh, yeah, John C. McGinley is very good no matter what he does. He was also in Get Carter, which was the uh, Mickey Rourke film with Sly Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. It was a remake. Get Carter. Get Carter. And uh, we'll talk about Get Carter in a future episode of Mickey Rock Talk. Ted Levine. Now, Ted Levine, he was also in a Mickey Rock movie called Bullet in 1996. Uh, that was a very good Streetwise drama, not to be missed. And I haven't done it yet, so it will feature in another upcoming episode of Mickey Roll Talk. Uh, Ted Levine as Potts here is another one of the well cast individuals. Honestly, everyone in this movie is great. Uh, He was in Nowhere to Run, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie out of 1993, which also had Rosanna Arquette in it. He was in Heat, one of the all-time classics. I mean, that's flawless. We all know that. And also in Silence of the Lambs and Shutter Island. Yeah, that's right. He was in that too. So, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, from memory, he was. So, uh, Ted Levine, great actor. He was also in the very first Fast and the Furious movie, which I think came out in 2000 from memory. Now, one of the posse in this film is Paul Ben-Victor, and I spoke about him in the Point Blank episode. Point Blank, the Mickey Rourke film from 1998, uh, featured Paul Ben-Victor, and here he is in this one too. So that's two movies that he's been in with Mickey. Uh, This one a little bit less prominent than he was in Point Blank, but equally as Marmy and, um, yeah, just creepy. He's good at playing that. Short guy, baldish, fat face, yeah, just uh, always plays a creep. Now, one of the posse, another one of the posse in the film was the late brother of Mickey, Joey Rourke, uh, which is a nice little connection um, because I know he was very close to him and it was good to see briefly, but then I had to check, Joey Rourke does appear in The Last Outlaw. That was the beginning tunes of Cannonball by the Breeders. Uh, that song featured in the movie Sugar and Spice, which had Mena Savari in it. Mena Savari, Mena Savari, however you want to say it, who also appeared in Spun, a Mickey Rourke movie we will be talking about in a future episode of Mickey Rourke Talk. Could Mickey have played any other character just as successfully as Graf in the Last Outlaw. Well, that's not a bad question. I've just asked myself. He'd make a decent marshal, who ended up being a villain anyway, uh, played by Gavin O'Harely. Uh I think he would have been a good marshal, but uh, yeah, not in it enough. I always say this: if Mickey had swapped character roles, I'd like to be. No, I like to know that he has plenty of dialogue and plenty of good scenes where the marshal in this movie. Spoiler alert, doesn't last long. Uh, He would have been excellent in any of the gang member parts, I think. But only he and Dermot Mulroney have the juicy dialogue. Uh, Although Keith David really does have uh, precise and um, memorable bits, I guess, as you would expect, uh, especially towards the end. Uh, Mickey is just fine as the nasty but nice graph. Now, when I say nice... There's a couple of reasons why I say that Graf is nice. He does some thoughtful things. His actions speak louder than words in certain moments during this movie. And he helps the posse at one point get more money. Yeah, just watch it. There's some nice little touches like that that make this Western different. Uh, I have a DVD copy. I have a VHS copy, as I mentioned. Uh, they've both got great covers. Uh, it is streaming in Australia on Binge. I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere else in the country. Here's a couple of other things to note about The Last Outlaw. Uh, Steve Bashimi, he has this magnificent, gruesome death scene, an exploding face. Uh, Mickey and Dermot have really good exchanges, some top acting, uh, the ability between them both. Uh, it's, it's, it's irreversible. Because you're watching it and you are drawn in. They're enemies, but they show respect to each other at the same time. Uh, two classy actors at work, basically. Uh, Graf heals his own wounds using the, gun, you know, the old gunpowder trick, just like Rambo did and Mickey also did in Point Blank, 1998 film that we talked about earlier. The score. Now... Yeah. It's just your typical Western soundtrack. Not bad from composer Mason Daring, but uh, honestly not that memorable either. It does what it has to do, but uh, yeah, it's it's no classic. It's, it's better than some music I've heard in television films, that is for sure. Is it worth watching? Well, yeah, it's a step up. I just said it's a television film, but it's a step up from that. It could be theatrically. It is that good. Uh Westerns were a thing around this time, Uh, you know, I guess like I said before, they come in waves, Westerns come in groups of releases over periods of, you know, six, seven years in between, Um, they've never really gone away, but if you like Westerns, it may be no Unforgiven or Wild Bunch or Pal Rider or Good, the Bad and the Ugly, Um, but this movie is really better than it should be. Um, Mickey does smoke I forgot to mention that He actually smokes in the rain In one scene And then throws it away Immediately I liked The Last Outlaw Seek It Out It's a 1993 Mickey Rourke performance That uh, is is up there You know what It's up there as one of his greats Because It was during a time When nobody really wanted to employ him And he still gave this his all And he's top billing I, I think Whoever the producers were that put the funds into this film, they got their money's worth with Mickey. Well, that's it for now. I look forward to you next time on whatever movie I might be talking about. Uh, this is Shane A. Bassett signing off. Long live Mickey Rourke.
2: It's already paid for it. inventory lieutenant ammo what is it you want grab by the way 2152s. when i threw a skinny ass over a horse he had two left the way i calculated, y'all down to 35 rounds maximum is that right Graf? listen boy posse's got more than 2 rounds i'm trying to talk to you Graf. I'm trying to talk to you, too, boy. The leader's got to know how many bullets his men have. You're the leader now, Eustace. I want to make a deal. Wants me to call the boys off? What you got to offer? I don't know. I don't know what to offer. You already got mm. all the money. You owe me more than money, boy. A lot more. What would it take, Graph? Won't you give me... Give me Loomis. I mean, he ain't no good to you. Son of a bitch wasn't nothing to begin with. That might do it. Well, how about pots? I and mean, pots will give you a whole belly of control. I mean, you're the leader. Won't you give me Wills or Lovecraft? I can't trust any one of them. Ain't goddamn one of them's a Negro, and the other one's a fool. You know I can't leave anyone. You think you can stop me from taking out any one of them son of bitches anytime I want?